In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Well, 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 hello and good morning, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and as you all know, Monday is one of my favorite shows, if not the favorite show, actually Monday morning, let's just set it in stone, is my favorite show of the week. God bless each and every one of you, I hope you had an amazing weekend, and I hope you had a great Sunday yesterday at church with your family, with your uh, friends, your congregation, Uh, a lot happened last week, a lot happened this weekend. We're going to get to as much of it as we can today. But folks, you are locked and loaded right here, live from America, soon to be LFA TV. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you, as always, from the live-free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing to do this job for you five days a week twice a day. I do want to remind you, though, that this Friday is once a day because this will be our Friday, finally, of having the afternoon off. We got a little bit kind of, you know, quirky there for a little bit, and we had to right-size it all and do a few sh- a few back-to-back weeks where it was full shows. Uh, but we're back, folks, back on track, uh, and it's, it's, it's awesome to be, uh, to be with you today. So here we go. Today I want to start out with a very exclusive interview that Ben Berkwam uh, got last week and shared it to all of us in the RAV community, and we got to get it out there to the world. This is very important that people see this because uh, it shows how complicit Joe Biden is 
with the child trafficking that's going on in this country and the child rape and the missing children and all of the illegal activity that is going on both sides and across that southern border of the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ben Berkwam with a exclusive with an exclusive interview. Uh, and of course, this person had to be hid. Their identity had to be hid for obvious reasons. We're getting into that kind of territory now, folks. But either way, here we go. We're in Brownsville, Texas, and this whole building, this used to be a super Walmart. This organization, this organization alone gets roughly half a billion dollars of taxpayer funding to run this. And it's only getting bigger. And the worst part about it is I just got, uh, just interviewed somebody that works with the Unaccompanied Minors Program. And what they're about to tell you is absolutely shocking. What initially happens, uh, a category one, would be a, an unaccompanied minor who's going to a sponsor that's mom or dad or a primary caregiver, that had, someone that had been a primary caregiver in home country. Prior, when President Trump was in office, and I think what has been ORR policies historically, and ORR is, ORR's Office of Refugee Resettlement, um, uh, what, what happens is a child has, when a child is going to a sponsor, we have to do background checks. We get an authorization of release of information from the sponsor, and then we have to do background checks on sponsor and whoever else is in the household. So sponsor has to disclose who's in the household, and we do background checks on everyone. Um, once the influx happened, that there was a uh, field guidance that came down from ORR that said we no longer had to do that. We no longer have to have a background check on um, uh, household members anyone that's in the household i don't even need to know i can't even ask who is in the household before i have their id and do a background check on them now i can't even ask we don't even ask who lives in the home where we are sending this child to so that means that anyone can be in there any traffickers pedophiles is what they're doing now putting more children at risk oh uh, absolutely uh, listen i can tell you that case managers um, who believe in what they're doing, they're very concerned right now about how we have lowered standards of where we're, of, of the information that we are getting now of where we're sending these kids to. If it's an expedited case, we ask very few questions of the sponsor. And so there's great potential that we are not getting all the information. We're also talking about, we're sending these off to parents, so-called parents, who are also here illegally. Oh, So we're not doing anything to actually, this is just incentivizing more. Oh, no, none of these, um, none of the sponsors that we have reunified in the program that I am in, none have been here illegally, none of the sponsors. And we're talking moms, dads, aunts, uncles, they're 100% illegal. I've had zero, we've had, we have had zero legal sponsors in this program, none. So basically we're just incentivizing more illegal immigration. Exactly, because the, the, the illegal sponsors that are here know that, that that's an option to bring their children to them, that the, the U.S. government will do that for them. And they come into care, they get $300 worth of clothing, they get medical care, they get dental care while they're in care with us, and then they, they go on. There's so much money to be had in the refugee game that um, everyone is treated as a refugee now. And, um, and that's where the money is. That's where they get 
we're government funded, right? So that's where all the money comes from is, is through the, these refugee programs. So when people ask, uh, where, who's paying for this? Uh, you are paying for it and I am paying for it. It's our tax dollars that's paying for it. These places have been completely corrupted and what Joe Biden is doing now is simply allowing for more child trafficking. And these guys are all part of it at your expense, half a billion dollars. And this is just one of the locations. They have locations all over the country. They're based in Austin, but they have locations all over the country. Ladies and gentlemen, everything that you just saw and heard, by the way, that was a lady, not a man, just for you got for, for clarification. Everything that you just saw and heard is orchestrated. It is all orchestrated by the Biden administration, by the left, by the globalists, by Klaus Schwab, by the WEF, by this global community. It is, a, it is an effort that they wanted done in 2016, but they didn't expect Donald Trump to come along. They did not expect Donald Trump to win and throw a wrench in their plans. This is all part of the, uh, all part of the plan. This is an orchestrated effort to change the United States of America. And just like they stole the election using five, six, seven different methods, they're transforming America by also using five, six, seven different methods. And one of those is destroying the oil and gas industry. The other is to completely open the border on both sides. And nobody is an illegal and everybody is a refugee. Why? Because there's billions and billions and billions of dollars at stake. And people are making money. And it all goes back to those politicians in the United States of America, the Democrats and the Republicans that are actively trying to keep Donald Trump away from the White House, to keep Trump-like politicians and public servants and people away from D.C. so they can continue with their little house of cards and the swamp will never be drained. It's not going to happen, folks. I can tell you that. What you're seeing every day is us showing you the tactics of the enemy and us showing you what they're doing so that we can come up with an, a counter strat, uh, strategy to counterpunch these people with Jesus. That's exactly why I, I titled that show the, the way I did today. And when I say counterpunch with Jesus, I don't mean, hey, these folks are getting dirty. We've got to get dirty too. We don't have to get dirty. We just have to outsmart them. We just have to out-strategize them. We just have to be ahead of them rather than behind them. So when you're getting this news from Ben Berkwoman, you're getting this news from Jeremy Harrell or anybody else, just know, wow, this is how bad the country is? Okay, time to, mo- time to mobilize. Time to make something happen, capping. You understand what I mean? That's why we bring you this stuff. And don't, wor- and, and, and don't worry, there are people out there that are fighting everything that I'm showing you every single day. But we need more. If you, however you're involved, unfortunately, you have to get involved further. Everybody wants this to end. Everybody just wants the America that we knew when we were growing up. I get it. But God put you here for a reason, and it wasn't to complain. It was to fight. It was to conquer, not to complain. We're not here to complain. We're here to conquer with courage, and courage is contagious. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the verse of the day today because boy do we need God now more than ever and he's here he's here with us folks don't worry about that it's happening it is it is but you have to understand where you're going you have to see you have to have vision if you don't know where you're going or what you're about to encounter then you're never going to be prepared and you're always going to lose and that's not what we're here to do we're here to win we're here to conquer okay
That's why when people tell me the United States, sta- uh, the land was stolen from the Native Americans. Look, I'm part. I'm I, I, a good part of me is Cherokee. My family heritage goes back to uh, my grandfather being raised on a reservation. I get it. But the land wasn't stolen. It was conquered, just like every land in the in, in the world for all of eternity. It is conquered. And we're here to conquer. Hello and happy Monday. I said we had a lot happen last week and over the weekend, and I absolutely love getting back together on Monday mornings. I want to thank you all for the massive push on the store on JeremyHerald.com lately for the 20% off sale for Father's Day. That has really helped our bottom line and pushed us over the edge to be more than a month uh, ahead in our budgeting. And I am so very gracious for that. God bless each and every one of you. All glory goes to God in heaven for the blessings that he showers down on Life from America and our family. Today, I pray that you have blessings showered upon you with each step that you take. And remember, each step that you do take is a blessing from God. Okay, so thank God for the small things that happen throughout your day today. If you've not yet shared the video, please do so. And by the way, on Rumble, if you have to jump over and rumble, to Rumble and sign in, please do it real quick. I need over 2,000 Rumbles today. We want to jump higher on that leaderboard, and we want to stay in the top five rather than the top ten. So let's action, action. Here we go, verses of the day. First Peter 5, 5, and 6. And by the way, this morning's newsletter was titled, Humility Brings Unity. Be humble, be united. The only way we're going to unite in this country, folks, outside of the fact that we need to stand up for our God-given rights and values and traditions is being humble in our wins and our losses. In the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you serve each other in humility. For God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. I actually wrote us. It's supposed to say up. Being humble is the cornerstone of faith and being a Christian. You cannot have a relationship with Jesus without being humble. Pride often keeps older people from trying to understand young people and keeps young people from listening to those who are older. When God was in the majority of our homes in America and in our public schools across the country, respecting your elders was just a given. The last thing you wanted to do was have an adult in town bring you home to your parents because you did something bad. Let me get an amen if you guys know what I'm talking about. However, the elders of my day did very little to humble themselves enough to learn from our nation's youth. If you do then you will see just how much you can learn from even a toddler. The problem with our society today is that we live in a me environment. The vast majority of people only think inward. When am I going to get my break? Why does that person seem to always have so much luck? That offends me. I'm not spending my Saturday helping them move. Then I will lose my whole weekend. It's all too common in this country today. Too many people worry about status, reputation, and promotion. But folks, without God, I mean with God, your status is royalty. Your reputation is solid because you are with God. Your promotion is higher than any that you could possibly get here on earth. And none of it is selfish. As a matter of fact, it's all selfless. God's recognition and favor on you 
for obeying his commands is infinitely more than any praise that any human or corporation could ever give you. Today, humbly take each, up, each and every step with thanksgiving that God is your provider and your sustainer. In each moment, look for the good that you can do for others and always give all glory to Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. And now let's go to the Lord's Prayer as we do before every show, folks. From your lips to his ears, let's say it loud and with good pride. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, I'd also like to thank, uh, take this time, if I could. Uh, Suzanne says, for those who want that uh, clip of Ben Berkwam, it's on his Getter page. It's also on his Instagram page as well. Uh, before we get started today with the first and foremost... Uh, you guys see me every day, and you see me run my mouth here on this show and, and give you the truth and the gospel and laugh and cry and sometimes get a little angry. Long story short, folks, Live from America is a heck of a lot more than this guy sitting behind this camera researching uh, stories every day for you, okay? It's also the people that are helping produce the show. It's also the people that are helping make sure that the orders that you, uh, that you purchase on JeremyHarrell.com go out in a timely manner. It's also making sure that there's communication between you and me and the people that work here at this show. It's also all of you who spread, share, rumble, and like. It is a massive effort to get the gospel to every corner of the, uh, of the planet, and it's a massive effort to bring truth in the news to people. So I want to say thank you to all involved because it's so much more than what you're watching with your eyes every single day. Amen? All right, folks, let's lift up our cups and have our first slurp of the morning. Here we go. God bless you. Thank you very much for being here and having some morning coffee with me because here we go. I'm ready to rumble. You're ready to rumble. You've rumbled the video. Now let's all get going. The LGBTQP plus community, they've done two things that actually destroyed our society. And we let it happen. Remember when PC was a thing? Political correctness was what everybody said. Oh, that's PC. Oh, that's not politically correct to say that. It started out as a joke in the mid-90s. And then by the mid-2000s, it was an actual thing. And then when Barack Hussein Obama became president, who knows if that was ever legitimate, but when he did, he took PC to a whole new level. And the LGBTQP plus community was right there helping him build the cornerstones of PC, which was political correctness. But they did two things to destroy our society. Number one, they hijacked the rainbow. They hijacked the symbol of God's promise to never destroy this earth by flood ever again, which is why rising waters is never going to be a thing, scientifically or otherwise. It is a narrative by the climate change people out there in the world that are trying to destroy the oil and gas industry today and put you in an electric car tomorrow that you cannot afford. So they can limit how far you travel, how fast you travel that distance. It goes deeper than that. But anyway, they hijacked the rainbow and they rebranded its meaning 
and the church sat idly by and not only cowardly let them do it out of fear that they might be called bigots and lose their 501c3s, they not only let it happen, folks, they now, majority of, uh, of, of uh, churches that I see today are flying the pride flag outside their church and not in an attempt to bring that brand home where it belongs, not in an attempt to say, well, this was the original meaning of the rainbow, but no, in an attempt to virtue signal to a very, very small percentage of our population that actually engages in the dysphoria and the, and the mental problem, which is, I don't know what gender I am. I'm confused. Please tell me because I don't know. But if you don't know and engage in it, you're a bigot as well. It is a, it's quite fascinating to watch the crumbling of our churches from within because these church leaders are too weak to, stay, to say to Satan, Satan, no, this at the doorstep here, that's the red line. You will not cross this doorstep. And once he did and took that rainbow and rebranded it, and it did so much more than what you see. It, it destroyed our society at the very core. That was number one. Number two, they made it so that they could go as far as they wanted with this LGBTQP plus community, and P stands for pedo, and they love it, by the way. Minor attracted persons, I think, uh, MIPs, or MAPs, MAPs, minor attracted persons, is what they would like to be called. For, you know, political correct. Well, screw your political correctness. You're a pedophile. That is what it is. Anyway, they made it so they could go as far as they wanted to go, as seen with this war on our children today, and if you oppose it in any way, even by saying that I don't agree with it because of my faith, well, then not only are you a bigot, but it is a hate speech. It's hate speech to say it. It possibly could be hate crime. And when you have all of these corrupt institutions, who knows, you may even go to jail over standing up against this strategic effort to turn our children into gay, confused, non-gender Fluid gender people who are just going to live a life of H-E-double hockey sticks. Again, it is not me or Christians who hate your lifestyle and want you to change it because you're going to burn in hell. That is the stereotype and the stigma that they've put on Christians as as it relates to people living in a a world uh, that they define themselves with their sexual misconduct. It's far from that. It's when you strategically built this plan to take it to our children and change them from what they are into something that they're not and they don't even understand and never probably will. Do you think that this rising, these rising stats and these rising number of little confused transgender gay kids just happened? Just like you think that the gas prices just all of a sudden rose three times, triple one day because Exxon and Mobil got together and said, hey, let's triple the gas prices. These liberals don't think logically. It doesn't just happen like that. The world didn't just wake up and say, hey, uh, I don't know what gender I am and I think I'll have sex with either side. No, it didn't happen like that. This is a trend. And kids learn and they follow what they see. And that's why they want your kid from the cradle to the grave. Now, I've got some actual stats I've got some stats now that these demonic demons have their claws into our children to talk about this rising number of transgender youth. And guess where it mostly is? Democrat-run states and cities. Mostly. According to a new study, get this, almost half 
of the 1.6 million Americans who identify as transgender are teenagers or young adults. And some of the highest rates of youth gender transition are occurring in all blue states. Well, how about that? These stats should tell you everything you need to know about how this is a strategic effort and kids will just soak it in like a sponge. A study by the University of California, Los Angeles, Williams Institute, why they ever need so many names, nobody cares about them anyway, found that gender transition rates between the states, uh, uh, excuse me, found that transgender rates differed between the states, excuse me. New York led the pack with a 3% rate among youth, while Wyoming came in only 0.06. Now, the study showed that estimates for the percentage of adults who identify as transgender range from 0.09% in North Carolina to 0.02% in Missouri. The percentage of minors who now identify as transgender has nearly doubled since its last estimate in 2016. Transgender youth has reached about 18% of our transgender identified population in the U.S., up from just 10% five years ago. According to the study, nearly a fifth of the transgender population is between ages 13 and 17. And the states with the highest proportion of transgender youth were Democrat-led and generally more permissive of classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation. So this is called what we say when we say grooming, this is what we're talking about. This is called grooming. You groom these children into thinking something completely different than they're taught. And then you teach them to go home and not listen to what your parents are saying because most likely they're bigots. And if they're religious, then they are definitely bigots. And the children believe this. Why? Because a majority of their friends believe this because they're being indoctrinated. That is why. And we send them to school, tell them to listen to their teachers, so they do. Now I'm going to get personal for a minute. Currently, there is a, uh, it's not a full-fledged lawsuit yet, but there's a situation between me and a public school in the state of Vermont because of what they did to my daughter. What they did to my daughter falls under what you call grooming. And I can tell you that in the five months that she was at that school, and there's a long story behind it, don't, don't get me wrong, the last thing I ever wanted to do was to have her go there anyway, but in the five months she was there, she became somebody that I didn't know, my wife didn't know, her mother didn't know, her stepfather didn't know, and that God was probably ashamed of. In so many ways, because she had such a good heart and she was such a, a, a beautiful little child of God. She would help and do anything for anybody. She became this gothic emo, black, shirt, black clothes wearing, uh, depression rock music person who just stopped doing anything nice for anybody. And as soon as we yanked her out of there, within a month, within three weeks, within two weeks, she quickly became back the person that she was and not by force, by the way. Just because. So it's incredible when they have years of grooming what they can become. And what they can become is not something that you want around your family, your other children, or that you want to be um, involved in. 
It's bad news bear stuff, okay? So this is a strategic effort, folks, and it is a trend, and it's, more, it's becoming more than a trend, okay? It's becoming a movement. And when something goes from a trend to a movement, it's going to be in your society for a very, very, very long time. Now, even super uber liberal Bill Maher is questioning this surge. He is even saying, hey, there's something wrong about this. There's something wrong about this. Let's, uh, I want to play that video from Bill Maher. Now, anytime I play a video of Bill Maher, folks, I say, hey, if there's any kids in the room, you might not want to have them watch Bill Maher. He, he's not the, the, the nicest in the way he talks. But I'm playing this for a reason, because I've been telling you that people in the middle are already, have already fled the Democratic Party. But people on the left are fleeing, too, because they know that this is all craziness that we're dealing with. Check this out, folks. This is incredible. This is, again, uh, Bill Maher from, uh, what's his HBO show called? I don't even know what it's called. Uh, matter of fact, it won't even play. It's, you know what? We don't even need to see it anyway. But he's even questioning it, going, hey, there's something seriously wrong here. This, just, this stuff just doesn't happen. This stuff just doesn't happen. And by the way, these pride parades that are going on, they're nothing more, folks, than lewd Public sexual acts of pedophilia and filth. Again, folks, lewd sex acts, public sex acts of pedophilia and filth. That describes perfectly a gay pride parade. And by the way, if you are a parent who takes your child to a gay pride parade or exposes them to that in any way, shape, or form, then you are a terrible And let me say it again so the people in the back can hear it in case they've taken their kids there. You are an absolute terrible parent. Terrible. Let me play. um, I want to thank Drew Hernandez from Frontlines because he actually went and he showed some of these uh, pride parades. And he, uh, he showed you what they're doing at these pride parades. But now what they're doing, he actually got the the um, captured what kids were see what the faces they were making. These kids that were there, uh, uh, Drew was like capturing what was going on on the stage. And then he would capture the look on these kids' faces. And even these kids are like, they don't even know what they're doing. And their parents are just throwing them to the wolves. Literally, kids of all ages at this drag show. And the scary part about it is, folks, is you're going to see one parent throw their child into the arms of these people who just got off stage from twerking and doing splits. And who knows where their hands have been. They're sick people. They live their lives by sex. And these parents are just throwing their kids to the wolves. It's, it's incredible. Check this out. So these are the people on stage that the kids, the parents ultimately throw their kids to. To take pictures. These are all men, by the way. Look at these kids. Do they look like they're having fun? Do they look like they were having fun? Those kids look scared and confused. Like, are we supposed? Are we? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Here's some more. I hate to subject you to it, but you need to see this stuff, especially if you have if you have kids. You need to show your kids how bad this is. Okay? Don't let them have somebody else introduce this to them. You introduce it to them and tell them what it really is. Look at that! Throwing their kids right to those people. Get in there. Take a picture of that poor little girl. That poor little girl, she has no idea what she's doing. Yay, get in there. Take pictures with these dirty, dirty people. 
Now, again, folks, when I say dirty, dirty people, I understand that when Jesus walked to this earth, he probably would be eating dinner with these people and telling them to sin no more. I'm not saying that they should be shunned by community. I'm saying we should pray for them. But when you're putting the children in it, the children is the red line. The children takes me from being an accepting person and an accepting person of your lifestyle to, okay, that's sick because you're pushing it on my minor who doesn't know any better and I might go to jail by the, if, if this continues. That is the, that's, where it, that's where it stops, right there. I can't imagine Jesus would have walked in and saw this and said, okay, this is good. I accept of this. No, he wouldn't have. He would have been flipping tables just like he was inside the city walls. That's the big difference. The big difference is the kids. That's it. Get the kids off your mind. Get your head out of their pants. And then you can go and live the lifestyle that you want. But this is what they're seeing. Look at this. Look at this. Men whipping each other in leather. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, look at the little kids. I want to thank Drew for capturing the look on the faces of these kids, by the way. Look at that. The dog masks. Rough, rough, rough. It's pure insanity. And I would bet you that most gay people would say, yeah, this is pure insanity. Matter of fact, I know they say that. Um, I want to show one more video here of, the, of this little girl who's just like, what is happening here? The look on her face is priceless. And it's, it, it's also sad. It's also sad. Watch this. Right there. And look at the mom. Look at the mom. Look at, see the mom? She's smiling. Oh, I'm loving it. And the kids are like, what the heck is going on? Sick people, twisted people. Again, nobody cares about your sex life. And when you, when you glamorize it like this for kids, you should be in prison, period. You should be in prison. And you want to know the worst thing about all of this? The worst thing about all of this is some little girl somewhere looks up to people like Kamala Harris. I don't look up to Kamala Harris, but some little girl does somewhere. And here was Kamala Harris over the weekend. There she was. By the way, she's unelected. She's a failure. She's illegitimate. She's never held a job of her own ever without, giving it, without somebody giving it to her. There's another one. There's Kamala Harris on stage hugging those twerking leather thong-wearing men in pumps who are pedophiles and who are grooming our children. Oh, there's another one. Look at that. And that's Kamala Harris's husband, by the way. The weak, feckless, loser, beta male that he is. Look at this crap. That's our unelected, illegitimate, very unqualified Miss 2% cackling Kamala Harris, the vice president, legitimate or illegitimate, that is the vice president of the United States. Man, do I really, 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 really miss Melania Trump. Okay, folks, we're going to switch gears here and we're going ri- to get rid of that because it's, uh, I-, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I could talk about it for a whole day, but I don't want to because it makes me want to throw up. All right? 
Now let's move into something that's just as pressing, and that is these Republicans who are selling out the Republican Party, selling out Americans, and destroying any future that we have by siding with Democrats on some of the most catastrophic legislation in the history of these United States of America. A bipartisan group of Democrats and rhino Republican senators Folks have come to an agreement on what they're calling the Electoral Count Act. Folks, because they've come to an agreement, the filibuster will not be needed. This is what I'm talking about with taking over this Republican Party and getting rid of these rhinos. And you might not think that it's completely possible, but it is. If more of us were willing to just run for office and just expose these people at the very least, even if losing, you go out there and you give it a valiant effort, it's doing something. Because this new Electoral Count Act will require that 20% of Congress is needed in order to challenge a state's electoral votes. So meaning, if the people of Georgia or the people of Pennsylvania or the people of Arizona want to challenge the electoral votes that the Electoral College puts up, then it's going to take 20% of Congress to even look into it. The act was first enacted by Congress in 1887, 10 years after the disputed 1876 presidential election, in which several states submitted competing slates of electors and a divided Congress was unable to resolve the deadlock for weeks. We've all known about this because of what happened uh, to us on November 4th. Under the 12th Amendment, the vice president, as president of the Senate, I'm going to be redundant here, but we need, to re- we need to remind people who don't know, opens the electoral certificates, which is what Mike Pence did. And this is where he stabbed us in the back. The act clarifies that the vice president's limited role in the count, or excuse me, clarifies the vice president's limited role in the count. This is, by the way, on if you just Wikipedia this, this is what you get. But the reason why it's false is because the vice president has a hell of a lot more than a limited role. But this is what they want people to believe. Both houses can overrule the vice president's decision to include or exclude votes. And under the act, even if the chambers disagree, the governor's certification, not the vice president, takes and breaks the tie. But we never got there because Mike Mike Pence was a loser and a coward. Currently, a group of Republican and Democrat senators are working together to adjust the act so that Americans can never challenge a disputed or stolen election in the future. Does that sound like a government for the people, by the people, and of the people? Or does that sound like a totalitarian government has rule over its people? Look, the Constitution is clear. The government has no power, no role, and no authority over the individual in this country. They just don't have any. They don't. And these rhino senators are allowing this coup. They allowed the coup to happen, and now they're allowing the transformation of our country to happen. The proposed rule will require 20% of Congress, the House and the Senate, to challenge the results from any state. That will make it dang near impossible for weak Republicans to challenge any future stolen elections. Rhinos believe this is a good idea. It's all drafted and agreed to. There are some other issues that are more complicated that we made a lot of progress on last night, said Senator Collins, Susan Collins of Maine. It's been drafted and agreed to. 
Now is the time when I say that Republicans need to get strong and deny quorum. They're not going to do this. Republicans as a whole could deny quorum. They could say, we're not showing up. It's the ultimate filibuster. You need quorum and able to do anything. And at least it's a fight. At least it's a step. At least it's something. Where we go from there, I don't know. But when you have people like Kevin McCarthy in charge and Mitch McConnell in charge, this is what you get. That is why I was so mad when Donald Trump endorsed Kevin McCarthy. That's why I said, if Ron DeSantis decides he's going to run, I may go for him. Because that's how mad I was at Trump. I'm not turning on Trump. He may have a plan. I get it. But I don't like the plan. Because I don't like snakes and scumbags involved in the plan. And when you have them involved in the plan, you get screwed over. Oh, but that's not it, folks. There's more. These rhinos and these Democrats are working together on far more than you think. Because now, senators have reached an agreement on gun control. That's it. No need for the filibuster. We've got 60, exactly 60. Because including red, gun, uh, red flag laws to take guns from law-abiding Americans, there are just 10 Republicans who have joined with the Democrats, and that's all they needed, folks. And if you don't know what red flag laws are, let me give you an idea. Let me give you a, a hint on what red flag laws are, okay? Red flag laws mean that your neighbor could call on you, call the cops, and say, hey, guess what? I don't trust this person over here. They're crazy and they have guns. And they can come and take your guns with no due process whatsoever. They can take your guns with no due process whatsoever. I see a lot of people got cut out of uh, Rumble. I'm going to wait for a minute because everybody come back. I don't know. It was like a quick blip. So if you're all back, uh, I'll just I'll take a drink of coffee here while you're coming back. My neighbors all pack. That's great. It doesn't need to be a neighbor. It can be a liberal. It can be a liberal in your town. It can be somebody in your community that does not like you. That's what a red flag law is. Let's read this. A group of bipartisan senators on Sunday reached an agreement on principle for gun legislation, which would include red flag laws. Ten Republicans joined the Democrats and bowed to their demands. If you want to know who those 10 Republicans are, you're going to need to get your permits ready because it is time to go rhino hunting, folks. I'll make you famous. (laughs) Time to go rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen. Let's name the 10. Republican senators that are siding with the Democrats in order to take your guns. And this will be the biggest and largest step crossing that red line of the Second Amendment that we have ever seen. Here we go. The Republican senators are Senator John Cornyn of Texas. You know what to do. Light them up, folks. Call, email, whatever you got to do. Light these babies up. Here we go. John Cornyn of Texas, Tom Tillis, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, flimsy Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. If you live in one of those states, 
your senators, Republican senators, are voting to come and take your guns. Now, this is why this is a very, very bad thing. Not because they're actually going to come and take the guns, because there are people out there that will not just go, here you go. There are people out there that will not say, here you go. There's going to be people out there that push back. And here's what's going to happen. Courage is going to be contagious. And once one group of people pushes back, another group of people will push back. And then after those people die, because the government will kill them, by the way, then you're going to see massive amounts of people city by city, just like they were in Virginia a few years ago, marching with their guns. And you're going to see bloodshed. This is why this is a bad idea. There will be a large number of Americans who do give up their weapons and say, here you go, we're good. But there's also going to be a large number of Americans that say no. I want to thank Rosa, RJ Cat for the $500 donation on Rumble today. You're an incredible person. I want to say thank you. That's a lot of money. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard. But I thank you. Those 10 Republicans, folks, are going to be the cause of another civil war. And I'm not saying that as a threat because I'm not saying I'm doing anything. What I'm saying is judging from what I see in the United States of America, knowing this country the way I do, seeing and meeting a lot of its citizens from across from sea to shining sea, there are people that will not let you do this. And once those people take a stand and get shot or arrested, other people are going to stand and get shot or arrested. Yes, there will be lawsuits on this. But who knows how the, how, the, um, how the Supreme Court is going to do. The Supreme Court is wacky. The Supreme Court is wacky today. Now, we're also supposed to hear maybe today, as early as today, whether they overturn Roe v. Wade. Let's hope they do. But let's also pray for our nation if they do. Because if they do what's right, if they do go with God, boy, we're going to need God's help to protect our communities because they're going to burn them to the ground. And that's another thing that might cause a civil war. Who knows? Long story short, folks, look at that. Going to buy another one right now. Going to buy more right now. Buying more ammo today. The NRA basically does nothing, in my opinion. Actually, Lauren Cole, actually, let me, uh, let me give you a little bit of uh, play devil's advocate on that one. Because uh, the, the NRA is the only, the only organization in the country that actually does fight and have lobbyists who fight in our nation's capital to keep our guns. They're the only organization in the country that has lawyers that actually does this on that large of a scale. And do you know they only have 5 million members? The NRA only has 5 million members. There's a hundred and some odd million gun owners in this country, but the NRA only has 5 million members, and they're the only organization that actually fights legislation. But when it's them against the, the entire New World Order, what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Jeremy, did you talk to PayPal? No, I actually have some email conversations going back and forth trying to get the right people to get something. I'll let you know when we do hear something, okay? Promise you. All right. So anyway, you got the rhinos. You know who they are. They're trying to destroy the uh, electoral college and they're trying to take your guns. Get them. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. We know, we now know, after that sham January 6th unselect committee hearing the other night, that, sh- that, that clown show, that circus, that they tried to uh, show the, the, the world and was hoping the world would tune in, it was a flop. Check this out, folks. Less than 5% of the country across 12 major networks combined only watched for the January 6th unselect committee. Only less than 5% of the country across 12 networks, folks. Think about that. 
12 networks, less than 5% of the country. What does that tell you? Nobody cares. Now, they'll tell you 19 million people. That's a lot. Yeah, 19 million is a lot of people to watch one network. That would be amazing. But it was 19 million across 12 networks in the entire United States of America, and they can only get less than 5% to watch. You want to know why? Because nobody cares. They care about the gas prices. They care about inflation. They care about um, uh, shelves being emptied, and they are. They care about baby formula. Guess what? There's going to be a tampon shortage too. Oh, that's all we need. That's all we need. Hell hath no woman like a, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, and now they're not going to be able to get tampons too. Wait till you. Oh, you want to talk about a civil war? Now, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding you. Tampon shortage. Shortage after shortage after shorter. Build back better? Huh? Broke back busted. Broke back Biden. Nobody cared about that, uh, that clown show, but that's not going to stop them. No, no, no. And when I say that's not going to stop them, folks, you might think that I mean, well, that's not going to stop them. They're going to have another sham uh, hearing reality TV show. Oh, no, it's much worse than that, folks. Because even though only less than 5% of the country watched, and even though there was no new evidence, none, zero, zip, zilch, the January 6th committee has announced that they feel they've uncovered enough evidence to indict President Trump. I'm not kidding you. Share this now. Get people riled up. Hey, let's say what Maxine Waters said, right? Let's quote her. Get in their faces. Don't let it be easy on them. Hey, let's quote Eric Holder. When they go low, you kick them. Hey, let's quote the Democrats in saying it's a call to arms. All action must be taken at all costs. I'm I'm quoting the Democrats, by the way. I'm not saying that. I'm quoting them. Folks. This is serious. This was never about January 6th. It was never about an attack on the Capitol that they perpetrated and orchestrated. I can tell you that for 100% surety. I've shown you the video footage. This was always and only about keeping Trump away from the swamp so that he could not drain it and we did not come back. This was always and only about getting rid of the American people's desire and wish to lower the amount of people in the power in our government. That's what this was all about. The January 6th committee literally says we've uncovered enough evidence to indict President Trump, even though the FBI said that President Trump has no wrongdoing in this. Doesn't matter. The communists are in control. And until the American people say enough is enough, they're going to keep pushing. But again, in order for the American people to say enough is enough, then our Republican uh, elected officials need to actually grow a spine and do something in D.C. They do nothing. They go on Fox News every night. They go on Sean Hannity's worthless, boring, loser, hour-long show. Oh, the Democrats once again are breaking the Constitution. Cool. Nice story, bro. Heard it from you last night. Heard it from a guy that was uh, another senator last night. And also heard it from a congressman last night. Same stuff. Over and over again. Well, the Democrats are breaking the Constitution again. This is a very unconstitutional. Cool. Cool story. Next, next uh, flip the page, man. We're sick of hearing the same stuff. We're sick of reading the same lines. Oh, the Democrats. Shut up. Shut up. If I was a host and I had Lindsey Graham or Toomey or any of those people on my show 
And I said, so what's going on? And they go, well, you know, the Democrats. I'd say, shut up. Shut up, you loser. Shut up. Just because you're an elected official does not mean that you get to sit here and spin crap. Shut your mouth and answer the question that I told you to answer. Or get off my show, you weak, spineless loser. Where's that kind of tenacity from these show hosts? I don't get it. I'll never get it. I will never get it, which is why I'll never be on primetime, which is why we're starting LFA TV. There is, a, there is a need and a want and a desire for this kind of uh, courage. And it's not radical and it's not terroristic. It is patriotic. And it's going to happen. Over my dead body, are you going to silence us anymore? I'm cancel culture free now. You have to shoot me in order to get me to shut up. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, unconstitutional January 6th commission announced on Sunday that it's turning its sights on the big bad orange man after reportedly uncovering enough evidence to indict President Trump for daring to challenge the legitimacy of the least secured election in the history of the United States of America. Now, judging by their highly produced taxpayer-funded bogus show trial that aired last week, Complete with scripted lines and selective editing for maximum dramatic effect, it's hard to discern what, if any, new information has been uncovered by the committee. But they are insisting they've got him this time. The walls are closing in. We've got him this time. Naturally, pencil-neck dirtbag loser Adam Schiff could barely contain himself when discussing the committee's plans for Trump. Quote, I would like to see the Justice Department investigate any credible allegations and criminal activity on the part of Donald Trump. With his makeup on his face and his, his, uh, his, uh, his, his round red cheeks. There's certain, there are certain actions, parts of these different lines of effort uh, to overturn the election that I don't see evidence that the Justice Department is investigating. Well, well, shut up. Nobody cares. I don't even want to read the rest of the quote. It's so stupid. We've got him this time. The walls are closing in on President Trump, says Nancy Pelosi. Folks, as far as I'm concerned, this little dog and pony show of the January 6th unselect committee has gone on long enough. Pelosi and your little band of anti-American swamp creatures and swamp donkeys, they're the ones that need to be indicted. They're the ones that need to be held accountable. They're the ones that need to be shoved and locked in prison like dirtbag dogs. And they're the, needs, they're the ones that need justice to pay for the crimes that they perpetrated on the American people. I said what I said. Moving on. You guys hearing a lot about Ukraine lately? Seeing a lot of Ukraine flags lately. I support Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine. I haven't seen them. Where are all you Democrats? Where's your support for Ukraine? What happened? What happened? I don't see it anymore. Oh, could it possibly be because Ukrainians are literally so bored with this war that they're hitting the beaches of Kiev? Just after Biden sends $40 more billion to fight Russia back from Kiev and take back the city? Meanwhile, American babies are starving. Families can't find formula. Women are going to run out of tampons. And our 401ks are completely shot. But I'm not kidding you, folks. It happened. Oh, it happened, all right. It's happening right now. You want to see the beaches of Kiev right now as of yesterday? Here we go, folks. Look at this. Boom. People are lining, for the, lining up. Oh, we got to get our suntan on. We got to have our beach games playing. What's going on, folks? I thought Kiev was under massive attack. The Joe Biden agenda, folks. Ukraine, China, Saudi Arabia, Taliban, Afghanistan, Iran, everybody but America. Because that's his last agenda. As Americans continue 
to bear the brunt of Biden's destructive policies and wild spending. Gas is on track to hit $10 a gallon in some places. There is a complete supply chain collapse because of Pete Buttigieg and a wide open border, inflation through the roof, debt is whistling past all-time highs, just to name a few. Ukrainians who are in the throes of conflict with Russia are flocking to the beaches to catch some sun rays, according to the Daily Mail anyway. And it's happening just weeks after Joe Biden and the corrupt D.C. swamp, including those rhino Republicans, sent another $40 billion of your money to their country. Now they want to take your guns and send them and arm the Ukrainians too for absolutely nothing. What? To shoot seagulls? Residents of Ukraine's capital city, Kiev, which has been the hotbed of an ongoing war, were seen out in droves over this past weekend, making the most of the beautiful sunny weather and the summer temperatures. Photos show the city's central beach absolutely packed with Ukrainians enjoying sunshine. Hold on, I got a picture. Would you like to see it? Let's bring up that picture of the Kiev beaches. Boom! There it is. Look at that. There's people riding down the sidewalks with their electric scooters. Look at that. Families on vacation, backpacks, kids. Oh, put the little hat on there, kid. Don't want to get any sunburn, you know, since we're not getting bombed by missiles. Flock to the beaches of Kiev. Wow, that Russian force must really be tough, huh? The scenes are so peaceful and normal, ladies and gentlemen, that if you didn't know about an ongoing war with Russia, you would have no idea that anything is happening whatsoever. (laughs) Neither do the people of Ukraine, apparently. According to the Daily Mail, even cafes and restaurants are open again. Everything seems normal until everyone is forced to return home for a strict 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew because, you know, war only happens at night. (sighs) What's going on, folks? Are we being lied to every second of every day about everything? When are we going to wake up and smell the coffee? When are we going to see the forest for the trees? When are we going to start understanding what's really happening here is that they're just completely rubbing it in your face, taking your country, taking your rights, taking your money, taking your guns, giving you two proverbial middle fingers and saying, holla. Now we know that they're already going after their political opponents so that their, the popular policies and the, uh, the populist movement can never catch fire again and take away their little uh, house of cards. But now, folks, not only are they going after the political opponents, but they're literally shutting down lawyers and judges who have anything to do with anything with the election of 2020. Again, they cannot show you receipts they won. They can only say that you lie when you show them receipts that they cheated. Michael Gableman, we've talked about him many times. He was supposed to come on the show. Hasn't happened yet. It will, I promise you. But he is now held in contempt by a liberal communist Marxist judge for his role in investigating the 2020 election in Wisconsin. I am not kidding you. A Wisconsin judge on Friday found Michael Gableman, who was hired by Speaker Robin Voss, to look into former President Donald J. Trump's 2020 um, stolen election that, he got, that it got taken from him in the battleground state. 
They've ha- they now have him in contempt because of how his office responded to an open records request related to the probe. Let me ask you this. I can tell you this. Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, they put out FOIA requests and open records requests all the time. You know how long it takes them to get it back? Months. Sometimes a year. If you put in a FOIA request right now that has something to do with the election, that you have the perfect right to that uh, public information, you won't get it. But the ruling against the office led by Michael Gableman, a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice who also briefly worked for President Trump, came after Gableman berated the judge and refused to answer any questions on the witness stand. Why? Because he didn't have to. Gableman had not wanted to testify, but a Dane County Circuit Judge, Frank Remington, ordered him to appear. Remington did not immediately announce a penalty in court on Friday, saying he would provide that in a written decision. Gableman was hired a year ago by Rhino Robin Voss under pressure from Trump to investigate the, the uh, they, this is what they call it, the president's loss to President Biden by just under 21,000 votes in Wisconsin. The investigation has cost taxpayers $900,000, and guess what? I'll bet you that the taxpayers of Wisconsin would pay $900,000 more to actually get the truth out there. But right now, the, uh, an attorney for Gableman's office tried to delay Friday's hearing, but Gableman was forced to take the stand. Gableman refused to answer questions from the attorney, which he doesn't have to, write, have, have to do, by the way. Just plead the fifth who was representing American Oversight and testily said Remington had, quote, abandoned his role as a neutral magistrate and is acting as an advocate. I want to go ahead today because this guy has a spine, because this guy has courage, and because this guy is not afraid to call it like it is, I'm giving Michael Gableman, folks. Marty at award of the day. Stand your ground. Be an American. That's what I love about that man, and I cannot wait until he comes on live from America. Now, I know we're a couple minutes over. I want you to stay with me, folks, because i got two good pieces of news to end the show, and you're not going to want to miss them, okay? This is big news. I saved the good pieces for the end. I know it was a lot of doom and gloom today, but it was really a lot of this is what we need to do. So please stay with me. Here we go. Let's end on a good note. Two stories. Biden was already told by a federal judge that he, had to, that he could not end Title 42, which means he could not end the Border Patrols and, and immigration from, uh, from sending people back um, to their countries or, or at least not letting them in, okay? So that was good news. And now a federal court has again ruled against the Biden illegitimate administration on immigration, saying that they are not allowed to release illegals into the United States of America. This is bigger than you think, folks, because Biden keeps losing in court. He has lost in court more than he has won by far. I think he's only won about 20% of his challenges with him and Merrick Gardenome Garland. That's good news. That's great news. Now, again, we never know how the Supreme Court's going to, 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 uh, to rule on anything, but the good news is, is the federal court literally stepped in uh, court rules decision by Mayorkas to release migrants who are supposed to be deported is arbitrary and capricious, contrary to law. Federal judge in Texas, of all places, God bless Texas, 
has ruled against the Biden administration in a lawsuit brought by Texas and Louisiana over the administration's releasing criminal illegal aliens into the United States instead of deporting them. U.S. District Judge Drew Tipton issued a 96-page opinion in favor of Texas and Louisiana vacating a memorandum issued by the Department of Homeland Security's Alejandro Mayorkas, who will be also in jail someday. The judge said that Mayorkas' policy was arbitrary and capricious, contrary to law, and failing to observe procedure under the Administrative Procedure Act. Tipton also denied all other requested relief brought by the administration. Gotta love it when we get those big wins, folks. God's working and you can't beat him. The ruling comes after law enforcement officers involved in the Texas Operations Lone Star uh, have made a record number of arrests of violent offenders with cartel and gang connections. Quote, I just dealt with Biden. I just dealt Biden another massive defeat in federal court, said Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. I love that guy. He tried to throw out uh, immigration law saying DHS didn't have to detain criminal illegals. The court now says he must. I will always hold the line with, with the Dems and the rule of law. Joe Biden is more focused on abandoning our laws than enforcing them. And it's clear he cares more about his radical liberal ideology than the lives of hardworking Americans. Attorney General Ken Paxton added. Hey, we got to have fighters. I wish we had more. I wish Mark Burnovich would get off his Michelangelo Ninja Turtle butt and do something, but he doesn't. He just swings nunchucks. Long story short, federal court jumped in, said Mayorkas is wrong, Biden's wrong. Stop, stop releasing criminal illegals into the country and we'll see what happens. More good news, folks. The younger generation is fed up with Biden. I'm not kidding you. I see it everywhere. I even see it with public school kids. And I'll never forget when I was driving by a public school and I heard a ton of kids, girls and boys, by the way, there's only two genders, saying, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I see let's go, Brandon stickers on kids' trucks and cars that are lined up at the high school. I see Trump hats, Trump shirts everywhere. I see it happening, and the younger generation is fed up with Biden. They're fed up with everything. But you know what's even better about that than, than better than that is that the YouTube stars, the children that, or the youngsters that all of these kids watch all day long. You ever notice that about kids nowadays? They don't do anything. They watch other people do things. They live vicariously through YouTubers' channels. And that's always been a bad thing. But maybe, just maybe, this trend of YouTubers having enough of Biden and had enough of Democrat policies might just flip the script. YouTube stars are beginning to turn on Biden, showing a younger generation is absolutely fed up with his poor leadership. Now, one of the people that I do not really care for too much, but he's got a massive following and he's got a lot of people who are action, 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 and that is Jake Paul. YouTube sensation turned pro boxer Jake Paul took a direct swipe at resident Biden over the weekend, calling him out for his failures and issues as the country's leader. Now, Paul has roughly 4.3 million Twitter followers and took to the platform on Saturday to express his disdain for President, uh, resident Biden. But by the way, his YouTube followers are a lot bigger than that. But it's not just Jake Paul. But anyway, I'll, I'll just read you a little bit more. He said, if you're reading this and you voted for Biden and you still don't regret it, then you are the Americans, the American problem. He colluded. The post has now more than 25,000 reposts and was likely and has uh, was liked by more than 120,000 users. Paul's influence on the millennial and Gen Z age group is far reaching. Like I said, he's YouTube is his, and, and his brother as well. 
his brother as well, Logan Paul. He, he boasts more than 20 million subscribers on his YouTube channel and millions more who follow him on various social media sites. Here's another one, folks. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is followed by more than anybody on YouTube. He's the biggest. He actually went and did his own Squid Games, and then Netflix tried to sue him because he got more viewers than Netflix got of his own Squid Games. Now, I don't watch that smut and that crap either, but the long story short is even my kids are all Mr. Beast fans, and even he, even he is coming out against this administration. Now, long story short, if you get Gen Z and you get millennials, it's over, Rover. It is over. So I'm all for it. First time I've, always, I've been a Logan or a Jake Paul fan or a Mr. Beast fan. Let's keep at it, folks, because what you're doing every day and what I'm doing every day absolutely works. It works. And if you don't think it does, then you have not been paying attention. Now it's time, folks, to just go along and say, do you have Rise.TV yet? Because if you don't, you ought to get it. Let's go to all content on Rise.TV, folks. If you're getting rid of um, your Disney+, Plus, if you're getting rid of Netflix, and you want pro-American conservative uh, stuff, or even patriotic stuff, it even goes beyond that. It goes to comedy, it goes to podcasts, it talks about comic stuff, everything. Then go to Rise.TV right now. And folks, I have a meeting with them today. And when LFA TV finally launches, I think that you'll also be able to get us on Rise.TV. It's it's $9.99 a month. Go there. You won't be sorry. It's got a lot of great content, far more to come. And you know what? We built our parallel universe. We're growing it. It's awesome. Let's tear down Netflix with Pure Flix and Rise.TV. Let's tear down the establishment media with LFA TV and RAV and Right Side Broadcasting and OAN. Screw Newsmax. Don't really care about them. But you get what I'm saying. Rise. Dot TV. And do not forget, folks, not only do we have a 20% sale on JeremyHerald.com, but these shirts are back in sizes. If you've been waiting for a One Nation Under the Armor of God shirt, we got them back in stock today. And, of course, the Biden gas prices hats are coming back, too. So check that out on JeremyHerald.com. Okay, folks, that's going to do it. What a great Monday show. I love you guys. I love Mondays. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep that chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Make sure you guys download and stream my new song, Armor of God. Share it with everybody. It might just bring them to God. And remember, keep a smile on your face, okay? Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel. God bless each and every one of you. Have a good day. I'll see you at 5 p.m. Peace! Rebirth of America Been a long time coming And we all learned something that we won't ever give it up Long as I'm bleeding I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America